This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have some exciting news that is exclusive to the Bridge Zone. That's awesome, eh, Barry? It is. Down from up from the Nike. And we have Bailiff sitting in for the judge. Yeah, well, apparently she went to get her eyes checked, Mariana. What's the story behind that? Oh, she missed a couple of cards in the weekend. Oh. She said, I've got to go and get my eyes checked. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to get your aces mixed up with your fours. <laughs> so Judge Julie got directed to go and get that sorted. Oh no, 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 no. She, she voluntarily went. It was her <laughs> idea. <laughs> I could have lent her some of mine. Yeah, well. That's probably why she decided to go to speak <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this. She'll kill us. <laughs> no, she'll kill you. I'm just playing along. And we've got the results from the national team's event that was held up in Auckland that you went and donated some money towards. <laughs> Sunk without trace. After Sunday, Saturday was good. Sunday was a disaster. I was at the races on Saturday here at, at Tarapa and I had a quick look and I saw that the team... Carter was doing extremely well, and silly old me sent Barry a text. Commentators curse. The death knell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well done to the winners, the Grant team. That was, and I'll just make sure I get these partnerships right. It was Alan Grant, he was with Anne Marie Russell, right? That's correct, and, and Jane Lennon was with Ian Barrington. Yep, that was two first time partnerships. How so, crazy is that? And so they took out the 15A national teams, and by a big margin, too. I think it was about 13 VPs in the end, wasn't it? It was a lot. Um, yes, it was. Tis the whole team coming in second, was it? Gayo, Nick Jacobs, Michael Weir, Ella Pattinson, and Susan Humphreys. And who was third? Third were the Carson team. So we got Paul Carson, Bill Humphreys, Karen Harris, Go Hamilton, and Andrew Tarbot. Yeah, Karen Harris having a great trot at the moment. Did well in the 10A teams at Hamilton as well. Yes, very good. So tell me about New Plymouth. Oh, the New Plymouth anniversary pairs was taken out by our interviewee this morning who modestly didn't mention it. Colin Carrier and Sandra Kilvert took out the pairs. So why don't we go off and listen to him now? We're talking this morning to a man who's worn a coat of many colours in Central District's bridge community, Mr Colin Carrier, ex-chair of Central District, still on the committee down there. He's been the president, probably the secretary and the treasurer and everything else that you can think of in the area. He's also the CD recorder and he's the person in charge of the IPs team for Central Districts. Let's go have a chat. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Colin, something exciting that you're going to unveil with us today on the Bridge Zone? Yep, live and exclusive on the Bridge Zone, Mariana. We've got Colin Carrier from Taranaki from New Plymouth Bridge Club. So what's happening down in the Naki, Colin? We've decided, Mariana and Barry, thanks for having me on the show. As per Zealand Bridge's interests in giving all regional congresses standard time in 2021 because we've been so deprived of bridge in 2020 for 
very obvious reasons. Yeah. We've put together a five and a half day extended weekend of bridge, which, which starts on the Saturday on our anniversary weekend, the weekend of 6th of March. And for the first couple of days, I'm not too sure whether you want the format now. Did, oh, did I'd love it. Yep. What, what, what oh, whatever you've got, because it sounds real good. <laughs> so we're going to have two days of pairs. The start time on the Saturday will be 10.30, bearing in mind that the flying times into New Plymouth Airport generally finish about sort of 9.30, 9.40. So that will give people close to an hour to get into to the Plymouth International Hotel. The Congress is called Plymouth International Taranaki Congress. Wow. That's its official title. At the Plymouth yes. Hotel, that's pretty flash, Colin. Yes, yeah. it's a good four-star hotel with plenty of beds. There's a swimming pool there too, so it'll be like being at the Gold Coast. I can see my colleague over here. She just wants to know, you know, what's the bar like? That's what she <laughs> wants to know about. The bar will be open, Colin? Yes, I believe the bar will <laughs> nice. open morning, noon and night, Mariana. Nice. So, uh, yeah, everything will be taken care of for you. She said she needs medicine sometimes. <laughs> is what she does, Don't yeah. we all? Don't we all? So is it accommodation and play at the same place? Yes. Wow. Yes, they've given us a very good sponsorship deal to hold it there. We're working on room rates for bridge players, so hopefully there'll be some really good deals going at the Plymouth. If you want to, you can just stay on site and be there the whole time. It's pretty central, only six or seven minutes walk from the walkway, sort of ten minutes to downtown New Plymouth. They're going to have a half a day off Tuesday afternoon for anyone who wants to do something else, go and climb the mountain or have a look at one or two... Uh, around the Nicky. Just yeah. want to point out what Colin was saying about travelling from the airport. We're not talking about Auckland traffic here. In New Plymouth <laughs> Airport to, to the Plymouth is probably going to, you're probably going to cut that out in what, Colin? 15 minutes? Yeah, and no traffic problems. No traffic. <laughs> no, no. Hey, is that the main hotel in New Plymouth? Probably is. There's, there's sort of three main ones. There's the Plymouth and then just over the road there's the Novotel. Not quite sure whether I should be mentioning other hotels with a big sponsorship with the Plymouth, but anyway, I just have. Yep. What I remember right. a hotel or motel down there called the Devon. That's owned by the the ex mayor Peter Tennant used to own that That's many right. many years. He still owns the Devon, which is the third sort of you know big one in New Plymouth. This, yeah. this is not relevant, but I just have to drop into the conversation that my mother's cousin used to be mayor of New Plymouth as well, David Lean. <laughs> oh, Daisy, Daisy Lee. Yeah, that's right. That's my mother's cousin, yeah. Oh. I used to work for New Plymouth City Council, and are we supposed to broadcast this? I used to have to take the racing page up to him on a Friday morning. I remember that. <laughs> I remember the Devon because Andrew used to do a whole lot of work down there for Tisco, and at the Devon he said that they had a singles table for all the sales reps that came in, and you didn't have to sit by yourself. You could go and sit at the singles table, and Peter Tennant oh. would come along and have a chat with them every every night. Sounds pretty seedy to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no keys in the middle of that table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fun way of talking about Sorry, it, sorry yeah, Colin, we've got off awesome. topic a little bit here. The Plymouth International have plenty of space, no shortage of beds, yes, no shortage of room for bridge players. No, absolutely. Holy Everything can be taken God. care of. It's still in its infancy at the moment, picking three things like lunches and what have you. I know that's sort of more important to some bridge players. I'm not quite sure you know, how we're going to work it, but we'll sort something out. Talking about the pairs format, is that been absolutely set out? Is that going to be how many sessions of bridge will there be for the pairs? It's all going to be daytime bridge. Yep. So it'll be morning and afternoon. Saturday will be qualifying. Saturday night will be split into sections as per the qualifying, and then everyone can play in their section on the Sunday. Pretty similar to the Gold Coast format. 
something like that. I was always subject to numbers, how many people do enter, so yeah, yeah. as to what the best format is, you know, for the weekend bridge. So you're on to Monday? So Monday and Tuesday, qualifying days for the team, so we're going to play eight rounds of probably 14 boards. We won't be qualifying for the intermediate junior on the Tuesday afternoon. We feel like they probably would have had enough bridge after maybe Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday morning. So <laughs> right. we're giving all the lesser players a chance to have an afternoon off to do other things and get their breath back. Get stuck into Wednesday, which will be Swiss. But there'll, be a, uh, there'll so be a final for the for the open teams. Will that be held on Wednesday, will it? Or is that Tuesday Wednesday night? and Thursday morning. One and a half days of teams finals. And the numbers will probably be eight. And then we could play, play a round robin with all the finalists. And they'll have a room of their own to play in the teams finals. All events hopefully are going to be catered for as an open, restricted open and intermediate junior. Again, it's subject to um, entry numbers. I guess it's a, it's a bit scary, something like this. I mean, you, you say subject to entry numbers, thinking, well, you know, I hope we get enough. I think you probably the fact there's been so little bridge and the Gold Coast isn't on and Canberra isn't on, all of that stuff works in your favour. Yeah, that's what we've been encouraged to do because of those very relevant things there. And obviously our National Congress was cancelled this year. Yeah. As you say, Canberra, Gold Coast are all out. Geographically, uh, you're going to be as close to... Gold Coast in the can <laughs> in Taranaki, so we're it next year. So it's Swiss on the Wednesday, and then Thursday is the last day of play? It's Thursday morning is the final of the Swiss, and the last session of the team's finals. We hope to be finished up by 1 o'clock on the Thursday lunchtime, then we'll get on with prize-giving ASAP, because we know that you know, people always like to get uh, get going, although that time of the year there's plenty of daylight stills, most people will be able to travel back home in the daylight or, or, or catch early flights. Right. Yeah. Full format and details and entry fees and everything will be will be done in a separate flyer in the next sort of two or three weeks. That's the basic bones of sounds, the... Sounds great. I guess there's plenty of parking at Plymouth Hotel. Parking everywhere, yep. 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 Right. yep. That's Mariana. All she wants is parking and medicine. I don't know, Barry, because that's actually the week that I fly to Dunedin to go watch Crowded House. Okay. Well, you might have to cancel Crowded House. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to work it out because we weren't going to fly out till Thursday. So I think, right, I could catch a ride and fly up to Auckland and meet my husband up there and then we can go. Oh, I'm liking the look of March, Colin. Don't worry, she'll be there, Colin. <laughs> it's sounding better all the time. It's yeah. sounding better all the time. More <laughs> annual leave, less work. That sounds great to me. <laughs> Oh, look, I think that's tremendous. Who else is involved in the organising of this? I hear that you've got a secret weapon from Auckland there. Russell Wilson and I have been on the organising committee of the Cherokee Congress right from the get-go, which was like 12 years ago, and you know some of the members have evolved. But this year, being a five-and-a-half day one, and we're trying to do the right thing for many of the top players as well. We've enlisted the, the current New Zealand chef de mission, Derek Evanet. He's going to try and twist as many international playing arms as possible, all the trialists. That includes you, Barry. We, we certainly expect you to be down here with your mixed team. And as I say, Derek is certainly going to encourage them, and hopefully they'll be able to. It is five and a half days. Some people might have to you take some annual leave to fit it in. I guess if you want to do something, you just sort it out and get, it get on with it, don't you? Yeah. I've already talked to my team over the weekend, Colin. They'll be there for sure, so you can enter them if you like. Oh, <laughs> you'd be the first one. Oh, yeah. No, actually, Colin might be the first one. You might be the second. 
Okay. No, I haven't actually got a team yet because one of my team members is going to need to take some time off and she's not sure whether she can. Could be looking for teammates. There's an advert the for you. Yeah. Expect the phone calls to start flooding in after the show's broadcast, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be good. We've sort of hazarded some, some guesses to the numbers. Being an optimist, I mean, I thought between 80 and 100. That's right at the top end, probably. But I would love to see 80. A couple of my other committee members are saying, oh, no, I think we'll only get sort of up to 70. I'd like to think we'd get at least 70, getting closer to 100. We've been starved a bridge in 2020. Here's a good opportunity to come to New Plymouth, spend sort of six days here, play five and a half days of bridge, all daytime bridge, and have the evenings off. As far as the entry fee goes, we haven't actually decided yet. The figure that we're sort of heading towards is $200, so I think it would be pretty cheap for five and a half days of bridge. Wow, I think that's absolute bargain at $200. <laughs> I, I was ex- certainly expecting a little more than that. Roughly how many teams you'd have to get to sort of reach break-even point, Colin? Oh, we haven't even done a budget yet, yep, Barry. Sure. I mean, my motto is just, let's get on with it and we'll make it work. Somehow we'll make it fit. Yeah, I'm uh, sure New Zealand Bridge want it to work as well, so... They've been very encouraged by giving us access to some of the dealt boards from Congress 2020 that will save our local ladies and they'll be they'll be free. Any discussions of Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Any discussions of subsidy thoughts for the South Islanders? Uh, no, there hasn't been any consideration, Mariana, for that. Uh, we're not not a national body. We're just provincial Congress trying to do our bit. I guess we're just sort of hoping that everyone will. Well, it's a good opportunity to go to go to Taranaki. I mean, we've got direct from Christchurch to to New Plymouth. That will certainly help. Probably an advocate for us down the South Island would have to be Moss. I mean, he's actually been to at least half of our congresses. Maybe I could make him the South Island ambassador for us. This is Moss maybe. Wiley from Invercargill, uh, right. Marianne. Yes. So he's now. I'm sure he's certainly. Um, well, at least he's got a loud enough voice, Colin, that everybody would hear him. <laughs> Louder than yours. <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> anyway, that sounds great. Colin, well, we've got you there. We've got a couple of other questions too as well, on top of the Congress. Oh, by the way, I don't suppose you've, got a, you've decided on a, a sort of chief director or anything yet? Not officially, but Lorraine Stahurst is our go-to director. She will need some help because he's running up to about 300 people. Yeah. We have got various options there. New Zealand Bridge are trying to train certain directors up, so we might use one or two of them. Lorraine's an excellent director, and that would be a pretty popular choice, I'm sure, yeah. if she would agree to it. It's great. Yes, I already yeah. spoke to Lorraine, and she's definitely keen on that. Cool. That'd be good. Jan Spahns will be our, our scorer again. Jan, Jan's fantastic. He knows compass inside out. There's no issues with him. He's very good to deal with, as you guys would know. Oh, that sounds awesome. That's great. Your shift to mission of the CD interprovincial teams are coming up in a couple of weeks, Colin. How's preparations been going? Are, they, are you feeling confident? Our track record, sadly, Barry, is not very good. Barry. Um, <laughs> that's a serious question. I don't know why Kato Bay's haven't had a very good record either, Colin, so, you know, <laughs> maybe it's our year. In part, as you know, there's always debate about how provinces select their players. We've been through the system of peers trials with uh, Butler Peers. They were only averagely popular and you know sadly for us we had too many people sitting on the sideline so I said to the central central districts committee that we needed to get our top players participating somehow so then we went to teams format which was better and uh, you know certainly all the players then could pick their own teammates you know like you know we were 
we're often often happier, you know, playing with people that we know and, and can trust in a team setup. I mean, you don't always need to like them because you don't sit at the same table as them, but it's, it's better <laughs> if they're your friends rather than your... You know, oh, that's your, funny. You don't need to yeah. like them. <laughs> Everybody's selected this year, Colin, as they haven't had much choice. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We've gone into purely selection this year, so we'll see how we go. We've still got some very good players sitting on the sidelines for various reasons. I mean, a guy like Scott Smith, I mean, he's sort of been there and done it. Yep. But we're always encouraging Scott to put his hand up. He's a busy man with a young family, so it'd be nice to see him involved, but busy doing other things in life. Okay, maybe maybe he could get his wife to play instead, and he could say him and look after the kids. That'd be a good plan. Well... Yeah, that was another possibility too. We did this as a run that by Debs, but we were probably a bit late in the piece to get things organised. Yeah, by the time we realised that there was going to be an IP event, we were a bit slow off the mark, so we, we missed out on, on both of them. New Plymouth Bridge Club celebrated their 70th anniversary, is that right, Colin? Or they were meant to celebrate yes. it just prior to COVID? Yes, yeah, so it was this year. We were going to have a big uh, you know, bash earlier on in the year, but obviously COVID put pay to that. So we finally just had a quite a sort of a muted celebration on Saturday after our anniversary pairs and our longest longest playing member Helen Shearer who first went to um, learner classes back in 1966 she was playing in the event and she cut the cake which was uh, was lovely to see okay that's very good oh congratulations New Plymouth 54 years she's uh, she's been a member and we had one or two of our older members there on Saturday too I mean I can't quite pinpoint the exact oldest member but we had John Fairfax uh, 92, and of course one that you would know, Barry, is Ravi, my old bridge mate, Ravi Montgill. He's 91. Oh, wow. Is he? I used to, used to belong to the same tennis club as Ravi, and I would have to say that he was light years ahead of any tennis player I ever was. Very good at that. So, yeah. so you always usually have a chat with Ravi when I see him. Yeah, r- lovely guy. Bloody very, good tennis player. Very keen on tennis, very keen on all sports. He plays four or five sessions a week of bridge, mostly pretty competitively. Great to see them there. It's great. Hey, thank you, Colin. That's awesome. We'll let you go, but thanks for coming on, and I'll I'll see you down in Wellington at the Interpees in a couple of weeks. Are you playing or I'm, pl- I'm playing this yeah. time, so we'll see how we go. Okay. Oh, thanks for having me on. Any promotion for the Taranaki Congress is always good. Hopefully, it'll be a raging success. We'd love yeah. to talk to you again closer to the time, Colin. So maybe we'll we'll do that. Yeah. Okay, dokey. Okay. Very good. And thank keep you. us in touch if anybody rings you to say, "Yep, we'll be up for the teams event." Okie dokie. Free advertising on the bridge zone. (laughs) Thanks, Colin. Oh, it's brilliant. Thanks so much. See ya. Take Thanks, care. Okay. Thanks, Bye. You've got some extra information. Yeah, Colin Curry just asked me to mention something he didn't say. This Congress that's being held at Taranaki Anniversary Weekend, the Pairs event will be a 15A Pairs event just for 2021. The Teams will be a 15A Teams event. And there's also be a Swiss Pairs at the end, and that's going to be a 10A. Wow. So if hey. anybody happens to need, for example, 30 A's... <laughs> then that's the place to be, isn't it? Hey, Barry, that Congress is just going to be in time for all of those 700 open players that are now going to be intermediate. They should all truck on down to New Plymouth. Yeah, I think they really deserve to do well out of this. They're going to book the Plymouth out, have lots of people there. I just would love to see it well patronised. Absolutely. Because it's a pretty brave move to hire a big venue like that, go all out. They deserve for it to do well. I really hope, and I believe they will, that bridge players will support them. True. Not a bad place for a little holiday either. (laughs) Right by the beach. 
I even had another look at my calendar after we recorded the session this morning and I was thinking, right, how am I going to get that? So I think this weekend I have to try and work around flights. <laughs> Can you tell me something, Mariana? Yep. Do you have any work days on your calendar at all? <laughs> That's the whole point, Mr. Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm lucky I've got loads of leaves, so yeah. it looks like instead of taking 10 days, I'll probably have to take maybe 15. That just sounds awesome. Half of the month is already gone. Hey, those people at the bank will have forgotten what you look like. We'll be fine. Ah. Hey, where's Judge Julie? Judge Julie is in session at the moment. Here's Patrick. Good morning, Bailiff. We've got a couple of questions for you. Question one. We just had somebody asking if we could clarify Law 23C, which is, the law says, if following the substitution of a comparable call, the director judges at the end of play that without the assistance gained through the infraction, the result could well have been different, and in consequence the non-offending side is damaged, he shall award an adjusted score. And I guess the interpretation depends on what assistance means. When you talked to me earlier, the suggestion was that the person who submitted this question thought it might be where they've just been lucky. But really, the assistance is looking at comparable call wasn't quite the same, and maybe uh, the fact that that the withdrawn call gave additional information turned out to have given just that little bit extra information that turned out to be crucial for them to reach a particular contract or something like that. He does actually go on and say, if a player makes a mistake preventing him from doing what he wanted to, and the alternative happens by good luck to give a better result, is that assistant? Right, yeah. right. See, that part of the question that I was stressing is really looking at whether you got any extra information from the call that was never made. So the laws do allow you to be lucky. The best example I can come up with is under the old laws where someone opened one no trump and they were actually the last person to bid instead of the first person. So the director ruled that their partner was forced to pass. That was under the old laws. And so the auction went pass, pass, pass around to this person who'd opened one no trump out of turn. And he said, oh, I can't be bothered. I've only got a 12 count. And he passed it out. And... They opened up the score sheet. His partner had a 2-no-trump opener. Every single player had played 6-no-trumps going one down. So it was a complete top for passing it in. Playing in 1-no-trump? Right. <laughs> no, not even, not even playing 1-no-trump. He passed it in instead oh, of opening 1-no-trump. Oh, he passed it in. Okay. Right, so passed in was much better than everybody going light in 6-no-trumps. <laughs> but that's just luck. You're allowed to be lucky. If he'd got a complete bottom board... No one would have said, well, that was even lucky, unluckier than usual. We should uh, look after you and give you something. If you're lucky instead, you are allowed to be lucky. If your opponent's bid a great grand slam, all the trumps are in one hand, then you get a top board. Well, they were unlucky and you were lucky. That's part of the game. Just because someone commits an infraction doesn't mean the opponents are guaranteed to have a good board after that. Luck can still play a part. The idea of the laws is to make sure that no one gets an advantage from that infraction in terms of how they can bid the hand. It doesn't say, well, if at the end of the day with all the things that happen on a hand of bridge, you turn out to have been, been lucky, we're going to take it away from you. That's not fair. So Law 23C doesn't stop you from being lucky. Correct. <laughs> OK, that's fair enough. On the subject of comparable calls, what is a comparable call and how, where does that apply? Comparable call or comparable call, I don't even know how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's something that came in in the 2017 laws. So it's a, it's a relatively new thing. Um, uh, prior to that, there was a lot of situations where partners simply got barred from the auction. Instead of that, the later laws try to get a bridge result in more situations by saying, well, you know, look, in this situation, if you could make a call 
which while it doesn't mean exactly the same thing, the director's happy that it's almost the same thing, or even that the new call you make is even more precise about your hand, so it sort of provides better information, then in those sort of situations, instead of applying a heavy-handed rule of saying, oh, your partner's bad, we'll say if you can provide a comparable call, with comparable meaning either similar or more precise, then we'll, we'll let partner keep bidding. And a good example would be if you opened one heart out of turn, let's say it's your partner's bid, and you open one heart, it used to be that your partner then got barred from the auction. Nowadays, it'll go back to your partner, let's say they pass. If the hand on your right opens one spade, you would be allowed to overcall two hearts because a two-heart overcall, well, you know, it's got hearts. It'll have at least five of them if you play a five-card heart. It's also got approximately an opening hand plus. Maybe you might overcall two hearts on a 10 count sometimes when you might not have opened it. But basically, same thing. So the director would say, oh, okay, that's fine. You can make that call and your partner can still bid. Now, let's say instead that the person on your right had opened a diamond. Now, a one-heart overcall, well, that's not the same as a one-heart opening because you might overcall a heart on sort of like only seven points, maybe. That's different. So your partner would have information from knowing you tried to open a heart that they wouldn't get from you overcalling one heart. So that's a different situation. So the director would say, look, no, when they took you away from the table and had a chat to you, they'd say, look, one heart's not really, the overcall's not really the same thing as a one-heart opening. So if you did that, your partner would be barred from the auction because it would be a different bit. Now, sort of situation, if perhaps you played intermediate jump overcalls, two hearts was a 11 to 15 with a six-card suit, that wouldn't be the same as a one-heart opening but it would be more precise. It would be your partner wouldn't get any extra information from the old one heart bid if you chose to make an intermediate jump of two hearts over that one diamond opening. So then the director would say, oh, yes, well, two hearts says all the things that one heart says and is even more precise. I could rule that as being a comparable call and then your partner can bid. That's the whole idea of that comparable call is to allow some situations where the auction can continue and you get a bridge result instead of just heavy-handed barring a partner and getting sort of like a random result. And here's me thinking they'd change it because all my partners have been opening out a turn to get me barred from the auction over the, all these years. <laughs> well, well, maybe they were. <laughs> Could possibly be right, yeah. <laughs> but they can't get away with it anymore. That's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. That's good. Yeah, that's okay, awesome. that's good. Much appreciated. Thanks. Yeah. Have a great okay, day. Bye. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this week on The Bridge Zone. Next week, we're going to share with you the info that we have on our situation vacant. So you remember somebody, we're trying to coerce somebody into joining the crazies on the bridge zone. Well, we think we've found our person, Barry. Yep, he actually came up with a great little story from the national teams this weekend, and I'll share that with you next week as well. What have you got planned for this weekend? I've got no bridge on this weekend. I'm probably going to show somebody a property and work and you know all that stuff and because uh, the next week I'm going to be away for a while going down to Wellington for the end of peace. Yes well good luck with that. Hey the Colin didn't seem too optimistic about the CD team did he? <laughs> well you don't really share much joy in your team either. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Catch us later. Bye now. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.